You're listening to a podcast from 702. Because it is a Wednesday, it's a masterclass, and it is a masterclass on selling. So if you are involved in sales in any capacity or part of the value chain, and you'd like to reflect on your experiences that you'd like to share with 702 Landers, you are most welcome to give us a call on 011-883-0702, or you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp message to 072-702-1702. It was Alston Gardner in the story of sales who wrote, sales is trying to get to a decision preferably a yes but sometimes a quick no is almost as good an answer but a long no maybe will kill you says alston gardner in the story of sales joining me in our studio is temba nguna temba is a sales leadership and mindset coach good afternoon temba and welcome to the show africa good afternoon thank you so much for having me do you agree with that that a long no maybe I suppose heartbreaking and stress and anxiety inducing and all those wonderful things for our health. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the nature of the business really is one that requires resilience from the people that are involved in the space. Um, but I think what's more important and key for people to really understand the, the key in here is that perception is key, right? So many a times how you interpret events and how you actually deal with situations determines how far you can go. Uh, one can see a dead end, but another can see a solution. So I really think it depends really from which lens you're looking at things. Does everyone have the ability to sell? So that's a very good answer. I mean, question. So, so I've got a good answer for that. And I like to say that nothing is for everyone, right? Nothing's for everyone. Uh, selling's not for everyone. Business's not for everyone. Singing's not for everyone. Dancing's not for everyone. But I really think that the person with a committed mindset, right? The person with a committed mindset can achieve anything uh, that they actually commit to. So whatever as a person that I want to do, if I just put my mind to it, and this is why as a sales coach, I'm, I'm really passionate also about mindset development. I believe that a person who's got the right mindset about sales can actually succeed at selling. So it's mainly about how you think and what you think about sales that actually uh, makes a difference between those who make it and those who don't. And is it is it that really? Is it a case of if Africa Milane is tasked with selling a product or a service and I have identified Temba as a potential client, I need to walk in there with the right mindset um, because that will go a long way into, I suppose, help, helping me achieve that sale. Let's talk about beliefs, Africa. So let's talk about beliefs for a second, right? Because I really believe that that's the foundation of who we are as a person. So whatever that you believe has shaped you to be what you are as a person, it has shaped you to be where you are as a person right now. So without believing, right, without, without believing in something, it's really hard to succeed in that. So the question really that you're asking for me, it speaks to believe and believing. So what do you believe in? Someone might be asking themselves right now, and I really believe that it's about believing in yourself, right? It's about believing in the product which you actually are taking to, you know, to consumers or the service which you take to consumers. It's about believing in the, in the business that you actually, you know, work for. If you're running your own business, it's about believing in your own business. So if, if you really have that belief in what you do, believe in your product, believe that you've got the best product for the customer. If I believe that I have the best product for Africa, when I actually approach Africa, I'm, I'm pushing in from a perspective of, I believe that this is going to solve this problem or this is going to add value, you know, to his life. So my approach changes 
from just selling to more uh, of educating right so i want to educate you to understand what value this product actually adds into your life so if you don't believe that really it's really really uh, hard to succeed in the space that we are in uh, and, a, and a lot of salespeople that i work with on a daily basis uh coaching salespeople from you know both corporates uh, and those running their, their, their own businesses i what i'm seeing many a times you know uh it's doubt creeping in for most of these guys because when you get a no today uh, you don't really believe that tomorrow you're going to get a yes. And this is why it ends up frustrating for most people. But I really believe that if you have that mindset that, you know, a no today, and I really think this actually speaks well to uh, your opening quote, right? Uh, a no today doesn't actually mean a no tomorrow. So if you really believe that tomorrow I might actually, you know, get a yes, tomorrow I will get a yes, you actually determine. And I really believe that selling becomes uh, really, really fun from that perspective. I suppose part of the challenge I've often found with people trying to sell goods to me, um, for whatever reason, the last two days I've been getting calls at 7 o'clock in the morning from call centers trying to sell me life <laughs> insurance. And I'm going, I'm good, guys. I'm really covered. I really do not need yeah. another product. It's, it's, it's almost a lack of knowledge as to what I need, right? Yes, yes. Um, and granted, there will be times as a customer when I don't know what I need. And it will be then your job as a salesperson, as you say, to educate me as to why I need this. But a lot of people trying, like they throw mud everywhere and hope that some of it would stick. Would stick, And definitely. that's not the right approach to selling, is it? Definitely, yeah. So that's actually a very good point to raising in there. Um, I'm passionate about the following line, and I really believe that. Uh, if there's nothing, you know, uh, our listeners will take from our session or masterclass this afternoon. I'm just asking that this is the one thing that they keep in mind and they keep in their hearts, close to their heart, because it is exactly what makes a difference in the uh, in the selling journey. Uh, customers don't buy products. People don't buy solutions. People don't buy services. People don't buy goods. Uh, people actually buy value, right? People people buy value. So, so to emphasize on this point, you know, quite deeply, what I mean by that is many of us actually don't have a problem with taking, taking out money and, 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 and pay for something, taking out money and make a purchase. The only thing that actually stops so many people from making that purchase is because they're not seeing value, right? Um, where does value start? Value starts from me as a person. So we, we, we tend to make the mistakes to believe, uh, that, you know, value just start from the product, value start from the solution. But I really believe that for me, the biggest value starts from me as a person, right? I really need to, uh, you know, stimulate the desire from people to really want to do something with me, to, for people to want to listen to me, you know, for people to want to do something with me, for people to want to engage me, all these type of things. So, you know, the line in here, really, what I'm driving uh, towards is the following. Right? I need to make myself valuable. So if, if you're not valuable, right, people really draw towards the people who are more valuable to them. You know, uh, so, so, so I really believe that the key in here is to work on, uh, you know, we talk about brand as well, is to work on your brand as a person, is to actually, you know, on a daily basis, work on increasing your value as a person. Why must I listen to you? Why must I buy from you? So you, you realize right now that the biggest challenge for most businesses is actually competition, you know. Uh, I'm a big fan of Michael Porter, who has actually come up with a nice model around, uh, you know, the Porter's competitive uh, five forces, right? where we're looking into actually what challenges businesses are going through. And one of the biggest really is competition because there's so much, you know, supply uh, in the, in the market today. It's not like back in the days where, 
uh, where, where we come from or, in, or in, in my street I'm the only one who's selling milk or I'm the only one who's selling eggs today there's 10 guys on the same street selling eggs there's 10 guys on the same, same street selling selling milk right so I was, was really going to help one stand out it's not just the milk but it's also you know the way you actually interact with customers the way you actually position yourself the way you position your business and this is why I really believe that customer success is key uh, for most businesses today. So for business to succeed, for salespeople to succeed, I really believe that they need to prioritize you know, the engagement, the experience, the service which they actually uh, give to customers because customers are actually looking for that. Uh, gone are the days where, you know, uh, it will be businesses looking for quality customers. You know, the tables have turned today. It is actually customers looking for, you know, valuable businesses. The customers are looking for businesses they can trust. Uh, they're looking for businesses w- who will actually, you know, keep the, keep the word. People who, businesses will put, you know, their money where their mouth is. Uh, businesses who say, should this happen, this is what we'll do. And when that time comes, they actually live up to their promise. So what we're seeing really many a times is customers who say, as much as I have this with a specific service provider, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite happy. And I mean, uh, talking about this really reminds me of, of the following Africa and what that is. is the, there's actually, you know, uh, there's actually, you know, two to three ways to, to get to get customers. There's two to three ways to get customers, right? And I hope someone is writing this down because this is very, very important, right? The first way really is that you can get you can get customers from the people who are already in your business, right? So this is what we call, you know, repeat business. So you, you, they come back, uh, you cross sell, you upsell, all these type of things. Uh, but the second way is now you go to market, right? To look to look for people. You're looking for new people who possibly don't even have your your, your solution or don't have the product which you sell. So you want to educate them, teach them about the benefits of the product. But the third way is the most interesting one. And this is exactly what's happening uh, in the market today, uh, whether in, in banking, insurance, the car industry, whatever industry, this is exactly what's happening. This third way is the most problematic one for most businesses. And that way is Africa. The third way to get customers is to actually snatch them from your competition, right? So, so you, you want to actually, you know, snatch them as much as right now I'm with company A and I, and I like the fact that you used, you know, insurance as an example. We can use that going forward. It's just kind of like to be on the same page. So, so, so just because I have a life cover or I have a funeral cover with a, with a specific insurer, right? It does not mean that I'm going to be with them for life, right? So, so when I'm not looked after and this is where that customer service comes in you know the customer uh, engagement comes in the customer experience right comes in if i'm not really looked after in this uh, in this in this specific insurer uh there's an opportunity for another insurer to really you know uh, entice me so the word entice is key in here entice me to really want to do something with them because i'm seeing something that i'm not getting where i am right now so so most businesses i really feel that they are too relaxed you know if i may put it like that they are too relaxed on their existing customers they they're so big on business are so big on you know, looking for customers, looking, going out to look for customers on a daily basis. And I mean, that's, that's great, right? Because as a business, we have to, uh, constantly increase our customer base, grow our market share, all these type of things and stay relevant. But, but in that, I really believe that businesses are missing an opportunity to really, you know, farm on their existing, uh, on their existing customers. So, so you probably have it, you know, about the, 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 the two sales concepts, you know, the concept, uh, of hunting and the concept of uh, of farming, right? So you need to balance the two. You don't always want to be going out 
to hunt right so so the principle of farming actually means that you take care of what you have within you because once you do that if you're now in, in need of something you don't have to go far you don't have to go out you almost leverage on what you have within so so i really believe that if businesses can really strengthen you know on on, on the farming part it's great to look for new business but i really believe that what's key is for us as businesses to really look after our existing uh, customers africa I couldn't agree more. I mean, we, we obviously do that in radio, right? Where we need to satisfy repeatedly our loyal customers and hope that they will then tell their friends and family that, hey, there's a station, 702, that you can listen to. And then you, you catch them in that way. There are opportunities to snatch, I suppose, other radio station <laughs> listeners. But, but if we don't pay attention to the ones who are listening already, then that becomes a challenge. Tembanguna is my guest this hour. It's a masterclass on selling. He's a sales leadership and mindset coach and we're taking your calls on 011-883-0702 your whatsapp messages and voice notes to 072-702-1702 if you are in the sales space i imagine a lot of what he said now already resonates with you if you'd like to add more subtract from what he said we welcome your calls and of course if you have any questions around how you can be a better salesman or woman then give us a call on 011-883-0702 we take your calls after this that's how 702 Masterclass. And our masterclass this afternoon is focusing on sales and selling. Temba Nguna is our guest. He's a sales leadership and mindset coach. And Temba, we already have a couple of calls. Let's start with Ben in Kensington. Good afternoon to you, Ben. Hi, Africa. Thanks for a great uh, masterclass. I would say that not no one can get away from sales. You, everyone is in sales, whether it's selling yourself in interviews or on Tinder or you're selling a product kind of on the side sometimes. Or, and my point would be is that you've got to know your product really well and you've got to really know how to adapt. Because sometimes you get into a meeting and your potential customer has done zero research and they've kind of done the wrong research and you've got to like navigate that space very quickly and see the opportunity. Yeah. Ben, thank you very much for that. Temba, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, I mean, selling is a human skill, right? Um, you, you are where you are because of how you've, you've been selling yourself. And uh, there's two things really you can you can sell to yourself as a person, right? The first thing is you can sell yourself lies. <laughs> you can sell yourself excuses, right? Um, or you can really sell yourself growth. You can sell yourself progress. Many a times where when people really... You know, say I'm, I'm not really where I wanna be. I'm not achieving the things which I wanna, you know, achieve. I'm not seeing the growth that I'm looking for. My question is, what are you selling to yourself, right? Are you are you are you really, you know, selling, you know, positive uh, affirmations to yourself, or are you mostly selling negative affirmations to yourself? So what? So 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 what do you see? So 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 it's either right. Uh, you you are really selling yourself towards growth, and when you do that, is I can do it. That's that's you selling, you know, possibility to yourself. I can do it, right? I can achieve this. I can make it. Uh, I'm born for this. I'm, I'm great in these areas. Africa, the right of the matter is I'm sitting here today because of sales. <laughs> if, if I put it like that, I'm sitting here because of my selling skills. I love sales, man. I love sales. And I mean, just to give you guys a little bit of a you know, background in here, in just, in just one minute. Um, I started selling when I was seven, right? It, it, was really, it was really fun for me. So I'm, I'm not... 
I, I, I didn't go out there to, you know, to look for sales. I really th- think and believe that sales found me like in a very, very early age. And someone, you know, was asking themselves, but I mean, it's at age seven, what, what were you selling? What were you doing? Right. Um, I was selling icing sugar. I was selling icing. So what happened really is that, you know, growing up, um, in, in the rural, uh, villages of Limpopo in Palabura, a village called Lulekani. So Lulekani is where I come from. Uh, growing up, you know, my mother used to work for a bakery. So, so what she did is, you know, uh, every day after work, she would come back with the leftovers, you know, uh, from the shop, you know, be it cakes. Uh, and, the, and, and, and the other things from the bakery. But the, the most favorite for me was the icing sugar because it was so sweet, you know. I mean, as, 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 as kids, you know, you know how much we love, we love our, we loved our sugar and kids, how much they love their sugar. Uh, but too much of everything, you know, you end up not wanting to even see it. So because I had so much of this thing, I didn't want to see it anymore, right? Uh, but my mother would come back, you know, with this thing every day. So like, what do I do with this thing? Where does, where do we take this thing? We throw it away. What do we do? Uh, and I really believe that's the, that's the age. That's the time where my sales angel really <laughs> dawned on me. Uh, so, I'm so trying to think what I was doing when I was <laughs> that may have contributed to my current profession. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Day. Yeah. So, so I, I started selling icing sugar at that age. Uh, to cut long story short. Um, the the demand you know from 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 my school was 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 so much right I, I couldn't really I couldn't just supply these kids so I had to now scale up I now I needed to expand operation <laughs> you know so I I actually hired other kids so I had employees I had about four five employees if I remember correctly who were now selling also um uh, uh, at their schools. Uh, so it was really a, a lovely business. And I think for me, that's where I've, I've really seen, you know, also the money part because I know salespeople many times are also driven by money, right? Salespeople want to be rewarded for their effort. You know, uh, you work hard, you want to be rewarded for that. So, so we've really made some good money at that age. Uh, but there's one thing though that I really, really, even to this day, you know, say, yes, I know I'm responsible for that. You know, if one of these kids, you know, show up later in life and said, you've actually contributed to my diabetes, I'll know that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Let's take a call from Wendell in Randburg. Wendell, good, good afternoon to you. Hi, good afternoon, guys. Afternoon. Good afternoon, good sir. Good afternoon. I'm enjoying, really enjoying the show. I'm just driving. I just wanted to know if the speaker ever read the book, um, Referral of a Lifetime, where it depicts the four personalities of safe people. Nice. That's actually a very good question. So I'm a big fan of books, uh, uh, Randall, uh, but unfortunately, I haven't read that specific book you're talking about. I've got a culture or a ritual rather where on a monthly basis, I buy about four books. So I don't really have to, you know, read yeah. the books page for page. I just, you know, skim through the chapters which I like the most. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna definitely add that book into my into my reading list. Thank you so much. Not a problem, guys. You enjoy your day. Um, I'll, I'll listen further. Thank you. Thank you for Thank the you feedback. Thanks so much. Are, are you in sales, Wendell? Are you yourself in sales? Uh, yeah, yes. I won't promote my own company. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <But> I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I own a driving school and uh, I sell other things on the side. So. Similar to the story where I was a, a paper newspaper delivery boy when I was younger. So it's that entrepreneurship, I think, that brain is just in your blood. Nice, and, nice. And, That's and of the four personalities in the book you, you referenced, which one are you? And how are you displaying that personality trait? Oh, all right, all right. I'm a, I'm a relationship business person. 
So what happens is I consider the relationship more than the business. So if some of my clients maybe don't, they, they can't afford a lesson. I give them a discount to save the relationship, but the business will follow after that. So you have those type of, you have, uh, I don't explain it, you have a business, business person, which is down to business. And then you have a business relationship, you know. So those are the type of business people we have or personalities we do in business. Wow, insightful. Wendell, thank you. I love very that, much. Wendell. And I love it so much. Africa, if I may, can also contribute to that. You know, you know um, and, I, and I really believe that relationships contribute largely on, on, on sales success, really. It's about connecting with people. But I'm not so sure, you know, how Randall's managing that because what I've seen also is that so many um, salespeople really struggle to find the balance between business and relationship. And I'm, and I'm so glad, you know, he threw in the word, you know, discount in there. Um, I'm, I just want to caution someone, really, you know, when, when it comes to discounts, especially. Uh, so relationships, many a times, it does not mean, you know, discount. It does not mean free service. It does not mean, you know, uh, free, you know, free, free coffee, free time, all these type of things. The people that you actually have a relationship with should actually appreciate the fact that you are running a business, right? They, they should be the one actually who, who even pay more, if I may put it like that, you know. Uh, so, so I'm just, I'm just, you know, putting it out there and i'm not necessarily saying Randall, that's how you're doing things in, on your side but i'm just saying someone listening here you know let's 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 manage the relationships you know aspect quite you know quite well because i've really seen many a times where people go around oh i know you i'm gonna do it for free oh i know you i'm gonna give you a discount all these type of things let's respect our businesses also uh, as much as we respect our relationships no, for sure. I, I always say if you think the product is good enough for you to consume, then pay for it. Don't of course, for of course. Definitely. Way. We continue with a masterclass on selling. Temba Nguna is our guest, uh, the sales leadership and mindset coach. And obviously your calls, 011-883-0702. Most welcome. It's 29 minutes now to 3 o'clock. 702 Masterclass. Uh, we continue our focus on selling. Uh, Temba Guna is the sales leadership and mindset coach, uh, reflecting with us on what's important to make you a better salesperson, why sales are important, and of course, we're taking your calls on 011-883-0702. Temba, I should note that we do have a list of 10 commandments that we'll be sharing with the listeners before 3 o'clock, we promise, but uh, we're getting some lovely, lovely calls that are actually speaking to some of those commandments as it is. Your next call is from P. Pacific, uh, who's also an author, by the way, um, Lovely book, which hopefully you're about before he puts the phone down. P Pacific, what is your comment and reflection? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Africa. Uh, yeah, the comment is that really honesty is key in, in sales. Just because um, something has some semblance to do with what you do, what you offer, doesn't mean you are the person for the job. And... Um, I find that the times when I was honest and I said, I am not the one for this, the clients respected me a lot more. And when I let it go, honestly, down the line, they called me back with bigger uh, opportunities. And, 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 and I have also witnessed uh, situations that were the complete opposite, where um there is a belief that it can be done and it, it is costly in the long run. Number one, to try to fit your service to what the customer wants can be costly. But number two, when things go wrong, it's not just the deal that uh, goes, it's also the relationship. 
so it's it's really costly not to be honest and i think people can be tempted by the tough times uh, and of course the lack of opportunities but honesty brought me much more in terms of sales and business development uh, P Pacific, we cannot stress enough the importance of that call because it speaks to you should never deceive your customers and you should always deliver on what you promise. And Temba, what P Pacific is highlighting there is if you do not actually own up at the beginning of that relationship and say this is beyond my capacity or ability to deliver, you're potentially going to undertake a costly exercise and possibly lose a customer forever and their network as well. Yeah, most definitely. So I, I really like you know what the caller has just shared with us right now, uh, specifically the following. When we talk about honesty in sales, you know, people really get tempted because of the difficult times, right? Uh, and I think the caller also said one of the causes is because of the lack of opportunity, the lack of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the a question I just want to you know throw back to our listeners out there is. Is there really a lack of opportunities? And I mean, I, 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 I think this, this question shouldn't be you know, treated lightly. It's a very deep one, which really requires you know, some thinking. Is there really a lack of opportunity or this lack mainly exists in our own mind, right? Does this lack mainly exist in our own mind or really there is a lack out there? And I mean, when I really look about it, uh, look at it, look at, look at this and think about it, I really believe that I'm seeing, you know, in a similar industry, some people really thriving, others doing well, uh, but others really struggling. And what what really could be the difference? And I really think for me, as as I was facilitating a workshop um, uh, last week, and we really talked about this type of things where we we looked into, you know, two people who are doing well, uh, one doing well and the other not not so doing uh, doing so great. Um, And when I really asked some of the questions in terms of what could be the challenge you know, for some of the salespeople? People shared actually, you know, the, the barriers and others said, I don't have enough time, right? And I, I think it was actually quite an interesting one. And I we really deliberated on that in quite detail to, to look at the issue of time because many of us today, especially those in the sales space, you know, time seems to be a concern. Uh, but already when we facilitate, you know, our time, planning workshops will realize that actually one of the critical skills that salespeople need uh, and and rather even even people in general is is really knowing how to plan your time i'm not gonna say manage your time because i don't know what time management is i'm still here yet to get someone to teach me what time management is uh i actually know what time planning is right so so how do you plan your time in in you know in in, in a place you know, uh, where we, we have, you know, the same hours, uh, what could be the difference between, between those who are actually, you know, seem, seem to achieve more, uh, and, and those who seem to be achieving less. And I mean, someone can quickly jump in and say, but no, you know, you see, right now you tell me you're losing it because, you know, we don't come from the same places. We don't come, you know, uh, from the, from the same, you know, backgrounds, the same, uh, privileges, advantages, all these type of things. Africa and the listeners, the reality of the situation is we've all been dealt our cards here, right? We've all been dealt our cards. It's our responsibility to really, really decide how we're going to play this game. So I'm, I'm talking about right now the lack, the belief in the lack of opportunity, the belief in the lack of sales opportunity. Um, and I like to ask the question when I, whenever, I start my, whenever I start my workshops, 
is there a shortage of money out there, right? And people say, no, no, there's no such of, there's so much money out there. And I ask, but how many people are actually making the money which they're not be making? So now, now a few people raise up their hands. So, so what's the challenge? I really believe for me then we've set our own limitations in our own minds. So, so if, if one wants to succeed in, in selling really, you have to think, you know, differently. You have to operate, you know, do things differently. You really have to, uh, come up with solutions than you focus on the problem. So I don't really think that people, you know, uh, are dishonest in sales because of the lack of opportunity. I think they're dishonest because they want to be dishonest. I just think maybe it's a character that one has. Uh, but to our listener, you're just validating on the point in there. Honesty is definitely key in sales and honestly, uh, does sell and can make you so much success if you really, you know, practice that. No, indeed. Uh, P. Pacific is uh, P. Pacific Caballera Uwase, an author of Witnessing from the Rwandan Tragedy to Healing in South Africa. It's available at all bookstores. I had the pleasure of chatting to him about it a week ago. Uh, fantastic book. Do go pick it up and read it. P. Yeah. Pacific, lovely to chat to you. Yeah, no, definitely. Th- yeah, thanks so much. I'm so glad you actually shared the title of the book and I'm hearing Rwandan in there and I'm, and I'm, 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 and I'm really drawn to that because we're currently, you know, looking into uh, expanding our, our, our business, Sell Smarter, into other African countries and Rwanda is one of them. In fact, in the next com- coming weeks, um, I'll be heading up to uh, to Rwanda to really start building some relationships in there and also looking into how we can help the people of Rwanda really uh, drive a sales success. Um, so, 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 so that's the book also that I'll, I'll definitely love to have. So the author can get in touch with me. I'll definitely, you know, get copies for myself and also my team. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Uh, TJ, you've called in from Alberton. Good afternoon. Hi, guys. How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, yourself, guys. So, okay, so, so I work as a relationship executive in one of the, in one of the default banks. Um, you know, I've been, I've been in the role now for about 15 years now. So just my two cents worth, or my two cents worth of 14 years, is that, so there is a, one thing that I've realized, that there is a key difference between a sales person and a relationship executive. And I think, uh, uh, you know, the key distinction is one plays, uh, sort of one plays a long game and one plays a short game. So what I tend to find is that a lot of sales people, you know, um, because they, they usually play a short game, because obviously, you know, at the beginning of the year, the guy is given targets, okay, that he needs to reach within a period of 12 months. So basically, yeah. So, I mean, the guy will do everything within the short space of time, you know, you know, to actually, you know, exceed those targets. And I think for them, for them, a relationship, you know, a long-term relationship, this does not really matter. You know, while a relationship manager, you know, as I said, he actually, you know, plays a, a what do you call this? So he actually plays a long game. So I think for him, it's more about the long-term relationship, you know, more than the same. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if that term I will agree with me, um, you know, in, in that little theory of mine. Uh, and, and I'll get Tema to respond now, but I resonate with that, TJ, in a completely different role that I play. I'm uh, yeah. on the board of directors for a performing arts company, and my job as a board member is to build relationships. Not once yeah. have I gone to any organization or foundation or philanthropist to ask for money. I've just built that relationship, and then someone comes on after me and then says, we need X amount of rand in order for us to execute that. But because the relationship 
relationship has already been built, it's then easier for that person to write the check and hand it over to the organization that I work with. My job is never yeah. to ask for money. In fact, I make it clear that I'm not going to go in there to ask for money. But I will build that relationship and almost lay the foundation to make it easier for the salesperson uh, to, to, to execute that sale. Temba, you, you, you resonate with that? Yeah, most definitely. Africa and, and TJ, I think that's a, that's a lovely point in there. And, you know, just uh, adding in a bit there on the issue of relationships. Um, I just want to add the following point. Relationships should be win-win, right? Relationships should be win-win. And what I mean by that is we, we've seen people really take advantage of others in the name of relationships. And we've seen, you know, uh, people having certain expectations from others in the name of relationships. So what a relationship for me means actually, it should be a win-win. So if you're talking about, you know, uh, a buyer and a seller, it should be a, it should be a win for, it should be a win for both. You know, the buyer must win, the, the also, uh, the seller must win. So, um, the, the issue about, you know, building up long-term relationships, I really believe that's key. And I resonate so much with that. And I practice that myself. And I, I just want to, you know, use, use myself as a practical case study in there. You know, most of the people that I, I work with, you know, uh, today, uh, the people that we're doing business with today is people that I've known you know, for, 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 uh, for, you know, for quite some time. Uh, and it does not mean that, the only time that I'm going to reach out to these people is when I, you know, it's when I, I want a sale or when I, when I need something or when I want something from them. It also means that I'm, I'm there for them, you know, you know, when I, when I hear they're going through something, I'm there for, you know, for them. Uh, when, when they're doing something, you know, I'm there for them. It's as much as I'm not, you know, it doesn't seem as if I'm benefiting right now from them or, or me being there for them. It actually means that, so, so it means that I care for them. So maybe a synonym in here, that wanna throw in for the word relationship is care, right? Care for your people, care, 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 care for customers. At the end of the day, and and I, and I really love seeing the following. At the end of the day, what you, what what we refer to as a customer, what we refer to as a customer, is actually just a human being. We're just dealing with another person. This is just another human being. It's not another species from another planet that we're talking about when we say customer. When we say customer, we're talking about another person. Right, so so it, it it should actually be in, in in better than us, really. There's just a spirit of caring, the spirit of Ubuntu, all this type of things. Whether I'm benefiting from this person, whether I'm benefiting from this customer right now, I should still give them the same respect, the same care, um, you know, uh, the same treatment, irrespective of of they buying from me right now uh, or not. And I like to, to you know to actually emphasize this point on my team to say many times we're gonna we're gonna call on clients. You know, we're gonna you know ask for business from our client. We're gonna look for an opportunity to advert to their businesses, and they they're likely to say no. It does not mean that we're not, we're not gonna you know delete their numbers, move on, and don't care about them. We understand where they are. We're here to support them. We're here to actually advert to our businesses. So as much as right now may not be a time for us to do something together, we'll keep it open and we'll keep it natural and normal, uh, as if you know we already doing something with them. So I'm seeing a lot of salespeople when they don't get opportunities from customers they actually you know cut people off to say because they didn't buy from me suddenly we become enemies i don't understand that mm. type of behavior no not at all uh kathy you've called in from orchards good morning to you uh, good afternoon rather hello africa yes i agree you know i worked in sales for many years i wish i was still in sales because i'm very passionate about service i find in the stores today that when you go and shop if you see something advertised and you ask for it, or maybe you just go in to buy something, 
nobody tries to sell anything else to you, which I find absolutely bizarre because it's like they're not salespeople. They hand it over and that's it. Nobody's enthusiastic about their brand. Nobody says, do you know I have a new this or have you ever seen this or would you like to try this? Nobody also says to you, you know, to try and find out what is it that you actually want I just find there's no interaction from salespeople. In fact, I find that they very often try to ignore you. And I don't know why. I tell you they don't get... I think that the problem is, too, is that a lot of people don't get commission. I, when I was... My girls were very commission-driven, and I would teach them how that you can drop your sales, you don't need to get a higher salary. You can make more money if you are driving yourself by constantly talking to the customer and finding out what their needs are and keeping in touch with them. There's nothing wrong with saying to your customer, would you like to know about any specials we might get? Would you like to know when we get something in that we haven't got? It's just a case of Take it or leave it, and if you want to buy it, buy it. If you don't, don't. I don't know if it's lack of training or whether it's lack of the wrong people in the wrong jobs. Because not everybody can sell. It's an essential point that you're raising there, Cathy, because surely one of the key responsibilities of any salesperson is to help the customer make a buying decision. So many a times you walk into a store some cases knowing what you're looking for i'm looking for a white shirt but there's a myriad of variety and a diversity of option available for a white shirt so as a person who's helping with the sale help me come to the right decision and it's not always the most expensive shirt but it is the right decision for me and as temba said earlier help me buy value in that instance well yeah, why do you then, think and then, and then also, go ahead Sorry, does the person then not also say to you, now you've bought this beautiful white shirt, I have the most amazing tie to go with it. Would you like to see it? Then I necessarily have to buy. I also found too, and I'm talking more on the cosmetic line because that's where I was and where I trained people. When you take something and you put it into the customer's hand and they're holding it and they're looking at this beautiful item you're selling, you're halfway there because they're holding it. They don't want to give it back. They, that you start to become a, a partnership. You tell them about the item that they're holding and they want it if you have the knowledge. So I think the knowledge is also not getting impaired to the people. So the person can't say to you, listen, this white shirt that I feel would be right for you for the occasion you want it for is made from whatever cotton it will keep you cool it won't be hot or whatever you know that there, there must be some information on each every item the other thing I find in clothing that I find very off-putting in men's and ladies is that everybody used to steam the clothes so they would look fabulous on the hangers you go in and sometimes the shirt you're looking at is all creased and you think, mm, do I want to buy this creasy thing? <laughs> crease when I um, had it on for 10 minutes and I'm going to out somewhere and I'm going to look like I've come out of the wash basket because you don't see 
the item how it should be looking. Mm, yeah, definitely. You know, so there's that aspect as well, is that you're not getting drawn to the items that you're looking at in the store, be it cl- Kathy, I am going to have to leave it there. I'll tell you why, because I'm leaving Temba only with one minute to wrap up, to wrap up. Uh, what yeah. has been a fascinating hour, uh, this masterclass on selling. Temba, t- Kathy, thank you for your call. Uh, Africa, thank you so much. Kathy, I think what you're saying in there is just one of the many problems which we, we want to solve uh, in our business. So when we founded Salesmata, it was mainly because we've seen those type of challenges among salespeople, right? Um, we're so passionate about sales and just to, you know, kind of like share you know, with people in here in, in this month of June, um, uh, in Johannesburg, Santin, we'll be hosting a sales breakfast where we just want to eat with salespeople and talk sales, right? Uh, but I think the most exciting part is because we, we've currently just started also uh, developing our Sales Matter app where we just want people to have access to sales training, you know, uh, on their phones. So, uh, suddenly you, you're shifting from just uh, you know, uh, bending hours, you know, on, on, on things which may not be so productive, uh, and just learn on your phone. So we're wanting to turn, you know, people's phones into a sales university. So, so I, I really believe that, uh, the, the, the challenge which, which, which Kathy is talking about in there really, really exists. And it's, it's mainly because of the fact that not everyone actually, you know, is, is actually, uh, uh, has the sales skill rather. Not everyone has the sales skill, but through our programs, really, we are definitely going to uh, build up a new generation or rather an army of salespeople in there. Um, Africa, I'm not so sure if you want me to run through the Ten Commandments. Uh, through Not at all. Unfortunately, we okay, literally so have run out of time. So you know what this means, right? It means you need to have me back on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure that will be easy. Temba Mkuna, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Sales, leadership and mindset coach. There are actually Ten Commandments that we were supposed to speak to, but we have uh, appreciated so much your calls and your reflections. Temba, thank you very much once Thank again. you, brother. Thanks uh, to our listeners.